Happy Memorial Day, everybody. It is Monday, May the 30th, and this is an episode of Locked on Cardinals, where it's a crossover between me and Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres, where you talk about the season updates for each of these teams, what this series might look like, as well as an interesting discussion on what a Rookie of the Year debate might look like between a couple of rookies on each of these teams. Before we get into the show, I do want to say Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Thank you to everybody who is serving including and especially those men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice defending our country. With that said, let's get into today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the show, Locked On Sports fans. We got Javier Reyes over there. If you're watching on YouTube, that's the host of Locked On Padres. I am Lucas Smith, host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. It's a crossover edition of our two shows today as the Cardinals and Padres battling it out in a heat, in the heat of St. Louis in late May, early June. Javi, what's going on, my friend? Not much, man. If people could see on YouTube, I'm currently wearing this this giant blanket over myself right now because I forgot to like it's funny because I was I always record down here and I should have known by now to like just bring a jacket or bring something it's usually you know pretty cold in this here library basement that I got uh, (laughs) behind me but I'm not this time but it's okay I'm walking in feeling like a feeling like Macklemore and thrift shop I'm feeling myself (laughs) because you know the Padres have played pretty pretty good baseball against the Cardinals the past couple of years, um, and it's funny because unlike most people, I don't have this kind of hatred for the Cardinals uh, for yep. being this boring team. You know that that's like a this thing where they're kind of like the Spurs of uh, to use a basketball reference of of baseball. But I've always been <laughs> like I, I don't really because there's other teams to hate. Like the, like I I have a hatred towards the Brewers this year, which should make you happy. Sure. Um, where I I'm like they that. aren't spending and they're good, and they're like, no, that's cool. We'll get Andrew McCutcheon. That's it. Well, the <laughs> Cardinals find ways to get. I mean, they got Paul Goldschmidt, who I know has been awesome uh, this year. Cool. Every single year that people are like, all right, this is the year. This is the year that he finally. Come. No, uh, all right, this is the year. No, still not doing. It. He's been one of the best first basemen in the National League this year. Um, much yep. better than the, the Padres' current uh, first base situation, even though he has been. Pretty good this year, but uh, I was gonna say yeah, man, that, that was a long intro for me. But uh, I, I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I know that you uh, won't say his name. So do you? Do you mind not. if I say the name so the Cardinals fans know go what for we're it? Go about? for it. Javier Reyes is of course referring to Eric Hosmer, <laughs> former World Series champion um, with the Kansas City Royals. That Javi has. Uh, I want. I don't want to say a love hate relationship. But it sounds more just like a hate relationship. Um, yeah. So we can we can get into that battle as we as we go on. But you mentioned the Padres season to start because. This first segment, we're just we're going to update y'all on our seasons for our two respective teams here, because they've kind of gone in not completely different directions. But I think if you would have asked a Padres fan on March 29th, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Tatis was hurt, well, we'll just say you know this time a month ago with, with Tatis down for the count for a while, playing soccer, not wrapped in bubble wrap as, as some players might want him to be, you know, being hurt doing whatever. Yeah. The Padres are in a pretty good position, sans Tatis. And you have to feel good about what they've done for the first month and a half, two months here as they sit just three games back at the Dodgers as we record on Sunday night. What's your update on the Padres, Javi? Yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it. it. It's 
Heading into the year, there was a lot of bad mojo. It, it's funny because their mojo kind of went back and forth, right? Because in the offseason, they get they bring in Bob Melvin, and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Like, that's not just another extension of the front office. He's been doing great in Oakland. Now he comes here. That's great. And then they do signings of Nick Martinez, who has actually been pretty good for the Padres, but at the time it was like, wow, that's like the only big move they made. It's like, okay, whatever. And then you have the lockout, and then you have the Tatis injury. And then you have the Mania trade. So it's been like very back and forth before the season started. And they're kind of, they're they're good. But certainly they've been hitting in really clutch. They have for sure, even if their offense has been largely carried by uh, Manny Machado. I mentioned that sure. the Padres first baseman, he's been pretty okay, actually. He's hitting three over 300. He's got a good on base. Slowed down a little bit, but he's been a pleasant surprise. But Machado has been the MVP of the athlete for the I don't really think many people can debate that for the most part. I mean, there's been some really great players. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Machado, when you take into account that he has to be this good, had to. Mm -hmm. With Tatis out, with the the rest of the offense not playing well, I think that's what puts him over the top. And then the pitching has been pretty good, too. But, yeah, the Tatis thing. Yeah, the soccer video. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was bizarre. Oh, my God. Just seeing him just step on the ball and look like he's going to break his ankle. I'm like, dude, stop, please, man. Just go play video games. Like, it's okay. Like, there's so many things you can do. Stream on Twitch, you know? Just, like, gain your following. Make sure you don't. A lot of basketball players do that. Trevor May does that for the Mets. Exactly. I mean, don't pull Will Myers, right? Don't, you know shit talk your manager uh live on twitch make sure you don't do that but otherwise like it's it's really good uh, uh, i bring up that video as much as i can it's so funny shout yeah, out Andy Green. <laughs> yeah I, I think that when, when i think of the padres it, i think of the big hype last year the classic you know titan-like battles they had with the dodgers to start the yeah. year and the app that the sweep that they gave the cardinals early in the year last year and then you look at this year or, you know, late in the season, rather last year, the Cardinals gave it to the Padres when the Cardinals were on that 17 game winning streak, marching towards the playoffs. And then so many things seem to go wrong from the Padres perspective, at least from the outside perspective, you mentioned some good things, but that Tatis hit immediately made that contract look terrible. You know, yeah. and we don't know how that contract's going to play out. It's a long one, but the Padres to me are, are an interesting team because that NOS, I think is playing a lot better than what people thought it was going to be. I think the NLS, the NL West is looking like the what people thought the AL East was going to look like. Because Boston's playing really well yeah. right now, but they had a terrible start to their season. Toronto is underperforming. Baltimore is Baltimore. New York is playing really, really well. But we they expected four teams to play well, not two. You know, the Rays mm-hmm. and the Yankees. Whereas the NL West, you have three teams that are fighting for the division, you know, and you mm-hmm. have four teams fighting for a playoff spot. Somehow the Rockies are still somewhat in the mix, maybe a little <laughs> bit, you know? You know, yeah. who knows? But you have at least three. And the Giants, mm-hmm. Padres, and Dodgers, right? I think that the Giants are – it's unbelievable what, what they're doing and how they still remain relative. But from the Cardinals' perspective, this stretch of, of baseball right now is one of the most important to date because the Cardinals had two home games against Toronto, the four-game set they just finished up with Milwaukee, and then this three-game set right now at the Padres. Those are three playoff-caliber teams, and I'm sure if you talk to people within their system, three World Series aspiration teams, right? Mm-hmm especially with, with, with the Brewers coming off the NL Central to crown. They're looking for another one. All that good stuff and the pitching they have is out of this world. But the Cardinals are treading water right now, to be honest with you. They're above 500. They're only three and a half out of the playoff spot at the time of this recording. So like they're, they're, they're comfortably in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But they're treading water. Their, their pitching staff isn't getting enough innings. They, they seem to only be able to get two guys rolling offensively at a time. It, it's getting better slowly. 
but it, it's a real slow process. And from an outside perspective, I appreciate that you don't, but I can see how one might think it would be boring. Uh, but I think that this should be an interesting series, and we'll go break it down game by game here in a little bit. But you mentioned Manny Machado and the MVP mm-hmm. caliber season he's having. Nolan Arnado has certainly cooled off, but and recency bias might play a part in this. But I wanted to ask you, where do you fall in the Machado versus Arenado debate? Now that Machado is you know, a third baseman and he, and he does that, where do you fall in that debate? Uh, it's funny because Padres Twitter, man, you want to get them riled up. No, they hate no one. <laughs> and I, I wonder why. And wonder why. It's because. So here's the thing. There have been a couple times when I was like, so the, I think player of the month this past, this past month was a good example, right? Where I think Manny Machado basically outpaced me in a lot of categories. And if you take into account, which what I mentioned about how this, this team specifically really needed him with right. all the collapse and without Tatis, that it was a little bit weird to see Arenado get uh, the reward over him. But for the most part, I have always looked at it as, guys, no one here knows a stud. I mean, I think he's won a gold <laughs> glove every single year of his career. It's not like he to Justin Turner, who is a really right. good player, but he's not May Machado or Nolan Arenado, right? He's not losing it. He's losing out to an all-star Hall of Fame caliber guy. He wins the gold glove every, literally every season. Um, mm-hmm. He's awesome, right? And I know that last year he was you know, a very home run guy. He drove in a lot of RBIs, but his on base left a lot to be desired this year. He's been, he's been improving a lot. I've never fully understood that. It's not like you're losing to some scrub. Like it's fine. Um, I I understood this past month though. Uh, I come down on the fact of Nolan arrow is awesome to play defense. He's maybe hasn't had as many like moments. He hasn't had as many, like, you know, and and part of that's because he's played with the Rockies, right? Like this isn't a guy who's, played a lot of playoff ball. I think that that's part of it, right? I think that's part of the reason that maybe not everybody knows about him, but, you know, obviously he's on this Cardinals team, so that should do wonders for him. I'm fine with the guy. I know that the Padres fans will like me hearing that, want me to probably trash the guy, but he's really good. This isn't losing that to, like when Cronenworth lost out to Gavin Lux for all-star voting last year, right? Like this is, this is okay. Uh, I'm perfectly cool with it. And he, I know he had that fun moment earlier this year with the with the fight, which was pretty wild. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I love Arnado. The, the fight that he has in him is great. Like, that's awesome. And we can go on a whole other tangent about this. I thought that that moment on both sides, the Mets and the Cardinals, was overdone. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes getting hit in the head. I'm sure that yeah. 80 mile an hour change up to Alonso didn't feel good, right? No. It was a change up, got away. The Mets get hit all the time. They, I feel like that's more. You know, they're the common denominator in all these issues. <laughs> you know, they're the ones getting hit. Uh, true. But anyway, it's weird, though. It's it, weird, it, right? Like the, how much they've been hit more than any other team. Yeah. More from Javier and I in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our new partner that I use every day because it is making my life better. And that is Athletic Greens AG1. So what is this stuff? It's easy because it's with one delicious scoop of AG1. You're going to absorb 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, focus, recovery, aging, everything. It's incredible. It's healthy and it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it is friendly to all those lifestyles. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it's going to cost you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit of yours. 
You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, and right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. With just one scoop of a cup of water a day, there's no need for different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I think it's one of the Cardinals are one of those teams that like it wouldn't surprise me if they're one of those unwritten rule type of belief teams, but they also strike me as a team that's too smart to even care about it right now. They're like, you know what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they don't like it, but they're like, that's an extra base runner. You know what what I'm saying? That might be the type of philosophy they have. I think last year you're definitely right, but I mean, yesterday you're – Saturday, they were up mm. eight nothing against the Brewers, and they had a bunt single against the shift. So mm. you know that, that that you know I'm sure that, that Texas Ranger manager didn't like it. But whatever his name oh, is, yeah, Woodward. Uh, but Woodward, yeah, there you go. But but anyways, to, just to, mine, to yeah. jump back to the Arnado Machado discussion, mm-hmm. to give my two cents on it. I think they're both great players. I'm not a huge fan of Machado a, a, as a person. I don't know the stuff he did mm. with uh, Los Angeles in the World Series or in the National Series uh, against Milwaukee never sat right with me. Uh, mm-hmm. But I had an issue with a friend of mine recently uh, about the, the all-star discussion this year between Arenado and Machado. I mean, it, it's early. It's still May, June, depending on when y'all are listening or watching to this. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting discussion because Machado definitely has been dominating for longer, right? But they both are going to be all-stars. It's just my question is who starts. I think that mm-hmm. fan voting is ridiculous. I'm not a huge fan of fan voting. But uh, but I think because that to me is a more interesting discussion. Uh, they've both been yeah. dynamite for their team. Machado definitely has needed to more, like you mentioned, but it's not like the Cardinal offense has been scoring 10 runs a game. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. they especially early on, they needed Arenado, maybe not to the extent that the Padres needed Machado, but who starts in the all-star game at third base for the National League? Yeah. One sentence answer, go. I think it's Machado. There feels like a he's having the moment season. I think people have been waiting for him to, he's always been capable of an MVP season. Mm-hmm. Hasn't quite put that together before. Not that he's been bad or right. disappointing by any stretch, just consistently good. Um, maybe that will put him over the top, but you do have a good point. I mean, I've always defended the the hustle narrative. I think that's stupid when they bring it up with Manny, but like you alluded to with the Brewers series, that stuff is earned. Uh, right. Unfortunately on his part, he's been fine with his tenure with the Padres seems to put a lot of that behind him. But yeah. I do understand the, the hatred of that him for that aspect of his game. The hustle stuff doesn't make any sense. Um, yep. But with, with, with the fan voting. Yeah, I could see it. It just feels like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of vibes to being like Machado's finally doing it. Imagine when Tatis gets back, maybe yeah. he'll edge out the fan voting or people really just don't like the guy. <laughs> They're going to be like, no, it's screw it. We're putting no one out of first. Yeah, I don't know. Machado's having a fantastic year, and he's going to have a, a good series. And take a little if I have, yes. Let's go ahead and get into the game by game. You know, they, they play on Memorial Day on Monday. Uh, Pat, Packy Norton getting the start for the the Cardinals. Great name pitching. Mm-hmm. It leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, what can you tell me about <laughs> Martinez, who gets the start on, on Monday? I know you're releasing this on Tuesday, but for me on on Monday, what can you tell me about Martinez? 
Uh, yeah, so hopefully it, in my praise of him, I won't look silly uh, by the time <laughs> this is over. I will I will say with Martinez, I famously – I took back some of my, my initial thoughts from when they signed him, which I didn't get like – I just liked Alex Cobb. I liked Alex Wood. I liked Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney. I liked some other guys better. But sure. with Nick Martinez, when you take into account that he's a five or six starter on this team – I think he's been excellent. Uh, just based on ERA, it's it's below four, which is higher than or which is better than some other guys. Uh, you know what I mean? On this team that have a little bit more of a name rep, like your Shamanaya, for example. I think he has a. I think you Darvish is slightly lower than him right now at three point seven six. But mm-hmm. with Martinez, what I'd say you should know about him, he's got some fire to him for sure, uh, just in terms of passion and intangibles and stuff like that. And I would say his changeup is filthy. I mean, this is Chris Paddock twenty nineteen level of a oh. changeup. Hitters are batting like 120 or some. I, I probably should have looked this up beforehand, but hitters are batting <laughs> really poorly against it. If you want to go by run value, they can't really hit it either. So he's been really good. And that's what's been interesting is as a guy who's got this really dominant one pitch and he's got a couple others that he throws too. The fact that his changeup is so lethal, I've been interested to see if the full rotation is healthy, whether or not he really could help serve for this Padres bullpen. That's been really shaky to start mm-hmm. the year, which is definitely the the weakness uh, of the team that um, gets a little bit forgotten because the starting pitching has been so good. But uh, yeah, I'd say that Martinez, solid pitcher, definitely don't, it's, it's, he's a solid pitcher. That's the bottom line. He's, he's pretty good, especially as a back end guy. And considering past pitchers that the Padres have had Jake Arrieta maybe last year Vince Velasquez as the back of their rotation guys um you could go and pass in 2015 you could go years before that um pretty good uh pretty good guy uh just not not an ace certainly uh the way Mackenzie Gore has been pitching uh definitely a little bit of a break for the Cardinals to start yeah I mean we were talking off air that you know I'm sad from the standpoint that I don't get to see Gore pitch right Mm because you know it's a talent but at the same time I'm okay (laughs) I'll yeah. survive. I'll, I'm good. I'll, I'll catch a late coast game on MLB Network one of these nights. I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, but from a Cardinal standpoint on Monday, they're sending out lefty Packy Naughton. Uh, he, he's mm-hmm. only thrown uh, nine innings this year, nine and a third innings. He's got one start underneath his belt. This Cardinal team right now, Javi, they, they are desperate for innings. I mean, when mm-hmm. Dallas Keuchel got DFA'd over the weekend by the White Sox, Cardinal Twitter was like, I feel like the Cardinals are going to sign Dallas Keuchel. So, like, <laughs> that, like, that's how desperate they are. Like, they're looking yeah. – like, they're they, – and that, that, that's similar to the J.A. Happen, John Lester type moves they made last, tri- last last trade deadline. So if if by the time this episode is released, the Cardinals have signed Dallas Eichel, won't be shocked. Just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that, that's why Naughton's getting a start it is because of the, uh, the the need of innings for this team and the injury to Steven Matz. Matthew Libertor was called up to yeah. replace him, and that was and Libertor gave them five solid innings on on Saturday. That was fun to see. But at the end of the day, this is still a, a rotation that is that is down. Uh, Jordan Hicks also went down to the injured list. Jake Woodford thought that you know he might be getting the start, but he pitched three innings on Saturday. So Naughton gets the ball for St. Louis. Mm-hmm. If he goes more than four innings, that's a win in my book. He needs mm-hmm. to go five or six, right? But if he goes more than four innings, that that's a win. Naughton might not have a Martinez-level changeup, but he does have a pretty solid changeup when he is right. Uh, from the left side, so we'll, we'll look for, for that changeup to be successful. Hopefully, as a lefty, he can neutralize uh, your Hall of Fame f- or your really good first baseman. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> uh, and Very funny. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so for the next couple of days, Tuesday and Wednesday, right now, it's TBD, listen on MB.com for the San Diego Padres. And we understand by, by, the time by, by the time this is listened to or watched, starters might be announced or what have you. Yeah. But where do you envision the Padres going with these next two starts? 
It's probably going to be Darvish for one of them for sure. And Darvish That's has not been the a little choice. bit. Make yeah. a different choice. Make a different choice. <laughs> well, what's what's wrong with my boy you? What's going I don't on? Wanna, I don't want the Cardinals to face you, Darvish. What do you mean? What's wrong? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been incredible. I'll say that much. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this he dominates the Cardinals, guy. He dominates yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah. That is true. That is a good point with the <laughs> with Darvish. Um, but I do want to ask you now. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's just baseball BS luck. Y'all lucky you're playing in the NL Central. <laughs> Steven Matz goes out and throws three pitches. And I remember you messaging the Locked On um, group chat. For the record, I have Steven Matz in my very deep fantasy league, and I start <laughs> him only against the bad teams. Um, but with they come out, he throws three pitches, oh. and then those goddamn Pittsburgh Pirates, man, they do not disappoint you. The Cardinals win by, like, 14. I was like, you got to be kidding me. The one, Like, come on. You can't even, like – beat them up a little bit their starter through three pitches and then you were like oh man like the bullpen's gassed of course they dominate the game yep rondon throws five and mcfarland goes three glorious making him look like like uh like nolan ryan out here i mean it's just um (laughs) but i will say to, to lead up to the question, which is you sign Steven Matz in the offseason, you have 40 year old Wainwright, and you're hoping that, what is it, Hudson? I forgot his name already. Yep, he'll go um, Wednesday. Yep. Dakota you Hudson. Got Hudson. Yeah. Miles Michaelis, like these okay starters and whatnot. Is there a feeling, especially considering, and I know you probably get this all the time, but for my listeners, they should probably uh, hear your perspective. In a stacked free agent class, they go out and they don't sign anyone. Uh, not really. You didn't get a cob. Mm-hmm. You didn't even get those back in the rotation guys. You got mats, but you're seeing right now, like you said, treading water. Maybe they got really fortunate. They were playing the pirates when Steven mm-hmm. Matz got hurt. What is kind of the vibe there? Do you think they should have gone out for another starter or is there some farm stuff that I don't necessarily know about? Or are they uh, contenders for Frankie Montas over of Oakland or Luis Castillo? What's kind of the, what's kind of the feeling over there? If they want Luis Castillo, they might have to give up Gorman an arm and a leg. And that's not because I don't see the Reds training him in division. But, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Cardinals Twitter might tell you the Cardinals are in on Montas. Um, I know that maybe it was John Heyman or Joel Sherman reported that he was on the the market and that teams like the Cardinals could be interested. That was a name drop by a reporter. That This team needs innings. I, I said from the get-go, I love the Steven Match trade or the, the acquisition, the, the signing. I, I, it was a good move. He was a good fit, all those things. But it wasn't going to win the offseason unless you paired it with other moves, which the Cardinals weren't able to do. They got Albert. That was a big PR success. Corey Dickerson has turned into an awful signing after the first two months. Verhagen mm-hmm. has been a bust. Whitgren has had his moments, but overall a bust, right? This team needs innings. Like that, That's why I mentioned I wouldn't be surprised if they get Keiko. Mm. I was... I was overly probably optimistic with this pitching staff. I think this bullpen is really good. Uh, I think that we, we could see the bullpen shine, and we have at times, but we're also seeing when your starters average anywhere from four to five innings to start, the bullpen shows weaknesses more often than it should because you're pitching Giovanni Gallegos two nights in a row, Helsley three, you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them be in on Montas, but the Cardinals have proven they're not giving up the farm to do it. This farm system is yeah. top-heavy, you know, with Gorman, Libertor, uh, Herrera, and Walker at the top, not in that order. Her, uh, Walker's the number one prospect. So mm-hmm. I, none of those four are moving unless it is, unless you're getting an unreal return. Maybe if they go after Juan Soto, which they're not, just for the record, but like that's the kind of name it would require, in my mind, for them to give up 
that kind of prospect. And I think Montas, the A's might be wanting that kind of prospect. They might want a top five prospect. I don't think the Cardinals are willing to give up on their top, especially now that two of them, three of them have seen major league time. Two of them will regularly see major league time in Gorman and Libertor. They're just not going to do it. They're, they're too high on these prospects. If if they do go out and get a starter, it's going to be a Keikles type starter. It's going to be a John Lester, J.A. Happ type starter. It works to a degree, but a lot of times you don't see World Series contenders acquiring 38, 39-year-old starters or pitchers that were just DFA'd over the weekend. You know? Yeah. So yeah. That's where it stands on the pitching standpoint. And Wainwright has been fine. Hudson has been okay, but he needs to start showing it. The, 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 the innings... It's going to be a problem. If the Cardinals have a five-game series with the Cubs over the weekend, that's going to be a glorious time seeing how they decide to cover five games in four days. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. You're right, especially for World Series contenders and whatnot. Like, just kind of – it's just not a good vibe. I mean, I just told you about Arietta and Velasquez, like, trying to go, you know, bargain bin – diving right. and whatnot to try and find guys before we get to our last talking point i think we have a really interesting discussion talking about some rookies rookie mm. of the years it's early but we got some contenders mm. on both teams right Let, let's finish the discussion on the three game set you and i feel like every time we do a crossover we always say this baseball is so hard to predict right yeah it's it's weird you've got you know you've got 314 feet home run it, all, all these weird things can happen in a game but with the way that the Padres are playing, coming off a walk-off win against Pittsburgh, with the motivation of, hey, the Dodgers are playing the Pirates and we're three games back, we need to perform this week against St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. With how the pitching lines up, maybe we'll see Darvish, who knows. Where, where do you see the Padres? How do you see the Padres performing this week against the Cardinals? I see them performing okay. Uh, it, it depends because they're – and, and this is also you mentioned that it's been a really important you know stretch for the Cardinals. It's been a really important stretch for the Padres starting now too because they just finished up a series against the Brewers. Then they played the Pirates. Now they have the Cardinals, then the Brewers again, and then the Mets. So it's a Ooh. tough stretch for them. So we're gonna have to yeah. see. I mean, those are some of the best teams in baseball right there, especially especially with the Mets, right? I mean, they've been dominant. Shout out Francisco Lindor. Or my boy, Papi. I mean, everybody doubted. Vamanos. I mean, oh, he had one down here. He stinks now. Idiots. Idiots everywhere. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, look, when my current shortstop, Tatis, isn't healthy, I'm going to praise Lador as much as I can. Um, but I will say, with this upcoming series, they do play the Cardinals well. Uh, that is true. And with Darvish, who seems to own the Cardinals, I think they can play well. And I do have to admit, it's a good time to catch the Cardinals. I know Tyler O'Neill's hurt. You said Nolan Arenado's cooled off just a little bit. I am worried about Goldschmidt, as always. He was good in the playoffs against us um, mm-hmm. uh, two seasons ago. Um, I guess one one quick question before we continue, though. I'm wondering, Tommy Edmond, what has he done because he's always, I mean, this Cardinals team, the problem with them, right, is that they've just got gold gloves at quite literally every position. But when Tommy Edmond, it looked defensive specialist who can steal bags. Um, and yeah. don't get me wrong, steal quite a few bags. He's valuable in fantasy baseball. But this year, I mean, with his slash line, he's got like a 360 on base. He's hitting, yeah, he's t- hitting 279 with a 360 on base and even smacks a couple home runs every now and then. What has mm-hmm. changed about him significantly? Is it legit or is this just like kind of a fun little Owen Miller of Cleveland or a Yerman Mercedes of last year type of like, yeah, he'll, he'll regress back to being a good player, but not this incredible of a bat. 
I think it's more legit because we saw this as rookie year in 2019. You know, he mm-hmm. had over 300 that year. I think the last couple of years have just been kind of down for him. The Cardinals mm-hmm. have, have been adamant of, in their confidence of Tommy Yemden. Really, what, what's changed is that he is hit from the left side, which he didn't do mm-hmm. even last year. You know, I don't think he'll be a 320 hitter. Like, don't get me wrong, but he could be a 280 hitter, 350, 360 on base, as you mentioned, pop a couple home runs here and there, especially from the right side. That's where most of his power is at. But he, he's basically been able to be a threat from the left side and not just roll over to second base every now and again. I think you have some experience with somebody who just likes to hit ground balls to second base. I forget who, um, but we'll <laughs> we'll leave that un- unsaid. But um, but no, I think Evan had just has hit more line drives than usual or than he has in the past and has just has learned to, to hit from the left side more consistently. That's been a huge key for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's just what this team needed, especially with, I mentioned O'Neal and he was also struggling before he even got hurt. Oh. Dylan Carlson struggling before he got yeah. hurt. Um, it's just, it's been, it's been kind of up and down Cardinals offense for sure. Uh, it feels like, but Edmund has been awesome. And I have him in one of my leagues as well. So shout out to Tommy Edmund. Um, and I guess in terms of to get back to the overall thing though, I, I don't, I, I have trouble picking series because you Me would too. look at this and say, all right, the Cardinals, the one game the Padres will win will be the Darvish start. And then they'll lose the Martinez start. And then we'll it's a toss up on whatever the heck we get out of Blake Snell. It'll be probably the starter for uh, Wednesday's game or Tuesday's game. One of those two. I forgot the exact uh, plans with that. Padres have changed up their rotation a couple times. Um, sure. But, you know, with Snell, it's just a little bit too early. Like, I don't know. He just came off the aisle. He's only had two starts, really. He gave up three technically. It was a bullpen guy who gave up the big hits, uh, but the right. runners were charged to him. I don't know. So we don't know exactly what we're getting there. What's going to happen is that the Padres will get swept, or the or or more importantly, the Darvish start will be the one that the Cardinals win by nine, and right. the Padres <laughs> will win the the Martinez start by eight. Right? Like that's that's what could happen. So um, I, I would say look out for that, though. I'd just say look out for the Snell start is going to be the most interesting, probably out of the bunch, just because he's new, he's fresh off the aisle for the most part, and this will be a really tough team that is takes smart at bats. Even though, like you said, maybe if you could get past that starting pitching, the bullpen's been working a little bit. Helsley's been a little bit of a revelation for the team this year. Gallegos has been good. Uh, My brother, Alex Reyes, obviously on the IL, so we won't have to face him. Um, We'll see, man. We'll see. I'm excited, though. I think that the Cardinals are just – if you're a super baseball nerd, it's a fun team to play against, fun team to witness, and just crunch the numbers and all these gold glovers that they have. I mean, that, that could come in handy for a Padres team that has been not hitting for power. You know, not yeah. hitting surefire hits. They've been kind of getting some bloop singles and even playing off some bad defense every now and then. Probably not going to happen most likely against this Cardinals defense with all their great defenders. No, you're going to see some good defense all week. And I think that it's easy for me right now, honestly, Holly, to say that the Cardinals lose two out of three this week because of the Naughton start and because Dakota Hudson has been, you know, hit or miss. And most of the time mm-hmm. miss. He's, he has struggled this year. I will say if, if when Snell does get a start, the Cardinals sit left-handed pitching really, really well. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for the Blake Snell start to a degree because you'll see Albert in the lineup and got to love seeing Pujols in the lineup. But oh, yeah, real Albert. quick, we, we, we are running short on time. want to get to the rookie of the year discussion. Yeah. Just I'll, I'll talk about my two or three, and I want you to talk about Mackenzie yeah. Gore and what he's done this year. Real quick. Oh, uh, yeah, Mackenzie Gore. Uh, he's been awesome this year. Duh. <laughs> I froze up there for a second. Uh, and you know what else? He's been freezing up hitters this year. Let me tell you, the fastball plays, man. And I was a little bit worried his first couple starts just because he was almost exclusively throwing the fastball. 
But after you're like five, six starts in and hitters still aren't hitting it, fastball is just good. He can locate it, especially up and inside, up and away. The top corners, he can get those called strikes big time with the fastball. A little bit, little bit faster than Nestor Cortez, but has that vibe to it where it rises and he's just so confident in it. So, yes, rookie fastballs, that's what he throws the most from a rookie. Oh, please, we can hit that. Not this guy. His velo ticked up before the season. He's been throwing hard. And in his past bunch of starts, throwing more off-speed stuff. So he's been just – I mean, he's been awesome. And I think that – and I talked about this on yesterday's episode on my feed, which is that it's a great reminder of how how much we oscillate, vacillate back and forth as fans, where this is the number one pitching prospect in 2020. Uh, for good reasons, falls off, and then he comes back – and I mean, some people had him off their top 100s entirely. And it's like, well, that's a little bit much, right? I get him falling off a little bit because of his lack of control in the minors and when he reached the AAA level, but he's been back. He's been awesome and clearly, clearly the front runner for the NL Rookie of the Year so far. Although, and I imagine you're going to talk about it in a second, there are some guys in the Cardinals and would have shocked me if they sneak into the discussion, especially because they're position players. And position yep. players are usually going to have more of a, a weight in these awards races than pitchers. Yeah, the, the Cardinals have a couple. Obviously, you've got the names of Matthew Libertor and Nolan Gorman, right? They're, they're the highly touted prospects that people think. But so far, the people putting up numbers are Juan Yepes, Brendan Donovan. And honestly, I'll throw in a picture here for just for good measure. Andre Pallante. Remarkable mm-hmm. career or year so far. Minimal ERA and a lot of innings. So those three guys, to me, you know, are they going to be front runners for the entire year? Probably not. You know, they're probably going to be one of those guys that you you, you try and you, you have to try and convince people that they're going to be a rookie of the year. Like you know, Gore probably doesn't take too much convincing, right? You you say the name, yeah. you talk about the prospects, you talk about the, that's not going to take too much convincing. If I told you Juan Yepes's name before this show, would you have known who he was? Nope. Right. Exactly. So you're like, you're going to have to convince people, or you know, convince that that he's that they're going to be deserving. They put up some good numbers. Yepes has had a couple big moments. He's got four home runs, I believe. You know, he's, he's shown the ability to readjust once the league adjusts. Brendan Donovan always puts together a great at-bat, rarely strikes out. Somebody that can play all over the diamond as well. And Andre Pallante has just been nails out of that Cardinal bullpen. He could be a starter in the future. But I would not be surprised if two or three of the top five rookies this season come from the Cardinals or Padres. Obviously, you've got uh, Suzuki over in Chicago that's going to put mm-hmm. up some numbers. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals and Padres are well-represented in rookie of the year voting uh, come November, whenever those awards are announced, but that's a long ways away. We got a long season to go Memorial day being Monday. Uh, That's when this is being released for me releasing tomorrow for y'all. So happy Memorial day to everybody. Thank you to all those who've served and uh, the condolences and thoughts to everybody who has lost their life defending this country as well. Uh, But Javi, this is always fun. The playoff picture starts to get formed a little bit more concretely around Memorial Day. So we'll see what the Cardinals yeah. and Padres can do to increase or decrease ground in their playoff battles. Before we leave, Avi, why don't you tell my listeners uh, where they can find you and your work? Uh, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Javapena, which I am pointing my head to right now on the YouTube, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And then at L-O underscore Padres, where I live tweet the games most often. Probably going to be doing that for a lot of the games this week, especially since they're early and I won't have to go to bed at three, three o'clock in the morning, whatever <laughs> it is. Right. Um, so that'll be really fun. And then uh, check out Just Baseball. Great website. Uh, that's where I write yep. and you can find my writing and stuff. Um, and that's basically it. Probably going to talk about Musgrove this week as well. 
and the potential extension. Cause I know that's what on everybody, what's on everybody's mind for a guy that's probably top five in Cy Young voting if you did it today. So that should be fun. Good to know, Javi. I appreciate it. And for your listeners and for any first time listeners on my feed, you can find me on Twitter right down there. If you're watching on YouTube at LJ fastball, uh, which is ironic because I didn't have a fastball in high school. I had a cutter. But LJ Fastball sounds cool. <laughs> How about that? Um, you can also find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in today. Whenever you tune in, thank you for making it your first listen of the day. Be sure to listen to Locked on MLB with our pal Silly next. And until we talk to you guys the next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.